0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We are back from a week at the beach. My tanned Adonis body is
1: it's just now. that
0: My <laughs> wife looks like, I don't know, a movie star. We're ready. We're ready for a great show, and we have a great show today. Of course, we're joined, uh, as always, by Deb Moser from Central Farm Markets. We're going to be talking about kind of the cold stuff they have there. I'll leave that like for you. ice cream. Oh, yeah. So, Great place, Bottles Wine Garden bills itself as an oasis for wine appreciation, and it really is because it sits on that stretch of Pennsylvania Avenue between Georgetown and Foggy Bottom, um, where uh, aside from Nobu, there's not a whole lot happening there. No, is it?
1: you're totally wrong. That, there's yeah, so much happening there, right? But yeah, our right. old
0: friend Angie Duran is back in. She's uh, w- we knew her from her her time with um, uh, Amy Brandwine, but she's the operations director there. And she's brought in our new friend, Erica Pargis. She's the head som, and they're going to pour and discuss some of the great they, wines they have there.
1: Actually, they've already poured. I'm already drinking rose <laughs> and That's the way every morning should start. Is that where all the
0: giggling is coming from? <laughs> okay, so she's a combo high-powered <laughs> hospitality industry business leader, foodie extraordinaire, and all-around delightful human being. And, yes, I'm describing my wife, but also our guest, Kathy Hollinger, who's president and CEO of... Of the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington (RAMW), and she's in today with the Skinny on the upcoming uh, gala of galas, RAMW's Grammys Awards—the
1: Grammys of the restaurant industry. The well, I R-A-M-M-Ys. call them—I call them
0: the Oscars, but that's good. No, okay.
1: Get a Grammy. Kathy's Rammy. in with
0: lots of information. It's coming up Sunday, the twenty-fourth, at, at the Convention Center. And even if you're not in the hospitality industry, but you just follow all this, you can be there, and mm-hmm. it's a blast. And, of course, the lovely Nikki Nellis will be one of the presenters. Also true. I'll be screaming out in the audience. Um, We met Becky Harris many years ago when she and her husband, Scott, founded Catoctin Creek Distilling out in Loudoun County. I think they were the first distillers there since Prohibition. Is that right? What a memory I've got. Today, she's still the award-winning distilleries head distiller, but she has also ascended to some new heights. She's national president of the ACSA, the American Craft Spirits Association, for the second term. Mm-hmm. You stood in line, everybody stepped back, and you're president, right? <laughs> yeah, but they they have a really cool new product. Uh, it's Catoctin Creek Raganock Rye uh, by the heavy metal band Guar. And when you see the bottle, it's going to blow your mind. It's a 92 proof rye whiskey that is awesome. So we're going to be tasting that. And originally inspired by Japanese noodle bars, Udon Asian Food became one of the largest franchises in Spain to offer Asian culture. And now they have come to Miami. They've taken Miami by storm. We're going to be joined later by Danielle Valentin, their general manager, and his executive chef, Albert Diaz-Valls. And so we'll be talking to them shortly. Mm -hmm. But Feist, Debbie Moser. Debbie, you're talking ice cream and fruit pops. But there's none in studio. I just want to point that out. Let
2: us. Yeah. How come I didn't send you any down? You,
0: (laughs) because you're a thoughtless person. What can I say? (laughs) What's going on, Deb? Tell us
2: us what's what's at market. Well, you know what? You come to market, you buy the great fruits and vegetables, you see all the beautiful things, but we also want to cool you down. So to that end, we have great fruit pops uh, by Harabe. We love them. They're all natural. They're great. We also have cold brew coffee. We have fruit juices ice cold fruit juices that are all natural Mm. uh green heart juice shop there are many ways you can come to market and cool down besides wearing a hat
1: (laughs) i love that can we talk (laughs) about the juices for a moment because sure i think when some people hear juices they think like pedestrian juices like orange juice and apple juice but what are the what are these juices that you guys have Yeah, but
2: these are right. these are really healthy juices they're fresh pressed cold pressed mm-hmm. um and you can get a combination of you know they'll have apple and beet and all sorts of really delicious Juices and what I find fascinating is the kids love them too. Mm-hmm. So you know, instead of uh, sugary fruit drinks for your mm-hmm. kids, buy them this because this is really good.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's really interesting to see kids walking around drinking these green juices that are like kale and spinach because they're so they're so healthy and they are right. cooling and refreshing and they're really they're an excellent way to hydrate. Um, they tell are. Us, they really are. Tell us a little bit more about the um, popsicles because. Um, they're not your like terrible, like, I don't want to use, I don't want to use any names, but like, you can
0: say they're not your grandma's popsicles from the popsicle. But
1: you know, they're not the, they're they're not made of junk, I guess is my point.
2: But they're Mexican. It's a Mexican recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are delicious. They're full of fruit, mm-hmm. uh, and again, the kids just adore these. And in talking to parents, I find that kids that are brought up with fruits and vegetables instead of junk food mm-hmm. gravitate to- towards these healthier snacks. And um, of course, on a day like today, that's just great to walk around the market and suck on your pop.
0: <laughs> what? Out, right? This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what
0: the hell? What's the matter with you? Uh,
2: all right, Miss Moser,
1: please tell us where we can find you guys online.
0: <laughs> okay. Mitch, That's would I would have expected bargain. that from your husband, not from <laughs> you, but okay.
2: I know, I know. I, that was a slip. It's, it's okay. CentralFarmMarkets.com. Uh, you can find all our markets there, the new Half Street Market down at the stadium. Uh-huh. And we welcome you all and keep cool.
1: Okay, thanks, Deb. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. All right, all bye. right.
0: Angie. Erica, step to the mic. Let's talk about Bottles Wine Garden. Do you guys call it Bottles, or do you always say the full name, Bottles Bottles. Wine Garden? We say Bottles, but I like the
1: Wine Garden part. Uh, Okay. So let's talk about the inspiration of Bottles Wine Garden, because about like 15 years ago, there was not an explosion, but there was a ramp up of wine bars in the D.C. market, and then that just kind of faded. But now you guys are helping to bring that way of hanging out back again. Tell us what you all are doing.
3: I'll let you take the lead because it started with you and then I got (laughs) roped into that (laughs) one. Okay. So (laughs)
4: after two years of not hanging out with anybody Mm -hmm. um, and spending... I've been in this industry for almost 15 years. um, And I've been very lucky to work with very talented psalms. A lot of my best friends are psalms. I spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. There I always found myself, where can I just go and hang out, feel relaxed, not feel stressed out. Sometimes when you go to a fancy restaurant, let's say, or mm-hmm. even sometimes when you go to some of these wine bars outside of the city, within the city, um, I find myself I don't want to say judged, but maybe
1: Oh no. What
4: what am I ordering? Or I have to really think about it. I really But also
1: a wine bar should be easy. It's right. wine. And I love wine. I'm not, I love wine, obviously, but I, I, I've told you this before. I Maybe have been uh, really judged in the wine industry because of my role in food media. And if I tell somebody like Assam that i um, Riesling is not my favorite, I'm like, <gasps> I, mean, everybody on the show has heard this before, but I mean, I've been, I've been attacked. They try I've been, and fool her. I've been harassed. A lot of male psalms will pour me, I'll order my wine. They'll pour me a Riesling and be like, so what do you think? I'll be like, oh, my God, it's so good. Thanks. That's great. <laughs> but- Can I have the wine that I want now? I mean, it's it's fascinating. Right. So I, I, I totally concur with you.
4: And I don't want to think about it. I want to go in with my girlfriends or coworkers, whoever it is, mm-hmm. relax, sit down. This is what I want to drink. Or if I don't know what I want to drink, guide me, help me.
1: Now, how did you rope Erica into this? So, Erica and I uh, worked
2: very briefly. Very,
4: very briefly, like a month maybe. Maybe. Uh Um, But then we became very good friends. Okay. Um, And she, I think what won me over was just her way of talking about wine. Like I said, a lot of my friends are Psalms, but sometimes I've always felt slightly, I've always been more on the food end of things. And so I always felt a little been intimidated um well what do you think of this or what do you want to drink and I always had to think about it well I don't you know what Look, are we are a bunch of
3: wine nerds at the end of the day mm-hmm. like that's what being a sommelier is it's just you're honing your craft about being a nerd but like not a lot of people want to hear us talk that way you know it's really easy to just get caught up in the nuances of like oh this is tasting so good and I'm getting this and I'm like but I can't make the assumption that other people are also tasting the you same way. You know, well, a good psalm.
1: Awesome. wait, 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 a good psalm knows when you got somebody who wants to geek out with you. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? On that note, because we're going to come back to you, what are you pouring us first?
3: Uh, we are pouring Domaine, Ue, uh, Bouvray, Petit No Brut, uh, so it's Sparkling Chenin from the Loire Valley in France uh, from 2015. Okay. This producer like has been leading the charge in biodynamic and really le- minimal intervention winemaking for five generations, and they've recently been bought out but i'm getting really excited about loire sparkling wine because champagne is really expensive and i'm balling on a budget and also
1: champagne is um right now you can't get a lot of it in the states all right we'll get back to you pour for everybody it looks like a lot of people have all right Kathy
0: Hollinger. we're gonna bring her on the deeply intellectual the lovely the talented (laughs) kathy hollinger president and ceo of ramw uh why don't you tell everybody what the restaurant association's mission is first i think that's important don't you
5: I do, I do, and I love deeply intellectual. Mm-hmm. I would like to be referred to Well, if as I said red hot, like,
0: then I'd be accused of something else. No, deeply
5: but, intellectual is good. Okay. Um,
1: but so I can say also red hot. No. Thanks, <laughs> Nick. Thank you, thank you.
5: So what do we do? So, you know, we are a trade association that has been around for 102 years. Wow. So you can imagine our mission has changed over the years. Yeah, my push
0: in the garage now. <laughs> right. and...
5: But we're regional. We are an organization that's made up of 96% independently owned and operated restaurants or businesses. Mm-hmm. How so many? It is How many restaurants? Probably about 3,000. Yeah. Yes. Um, and our mission is to advocate on behalf of this industry, whether it is the unsexy issues of licensing and regulatory burdens or whether it's getting an industry through COVID. As you all know, we um, we played a major role in helping our operators navigate a really uncertain time, so that has been our mission: is to advocate, to train, to educate, to promote, um, and to market.
1: Mm-hmm. And so now, um, now that we're here, yeah, uh, I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, but pretending like it's not happening. Um, how are things working right now in the restaurant industry? You and I just did. I don't. I'm going to plug it. I mean, we just did a great deep dive show on Industry Night. Uh, which people can, of course, find on the website thelistareumana dot com, where we really fleshed it out. We <coughs> we don't me. have that time today, but like wait, just give a quick overview of where things are at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I, things are you know more quietly rough. Mm-hmm.
5: I think that people are not uh, vocalizing operators as much because they're so head down in their operations. Mm. It's really tough. I mean, they are maybe seventy five percent. On revenue numbers compared to 2019, they're mm-hmm. 75% as it relates to um, their staffing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are we're well. have definitely... some
0: famous old names, you know, that uh, who just couldn't make, like Three Stars Brewing, going Completely. away, yeah, which really
5: and very Jen. sad. Um, and we're gonna, you know, without sounding doomsday, we're gonna see more of that. I mean, we really knew that a year to 16 months out. Mm-hmm. We were going to see a lot of other challenges resurface, and mm-hmm. we have the increase in costs, supply
1: chain, employment. It's staffing. still about
0: being able to be nimble and deal with what you what's what's well, facing. I mean, you. No I think
1: staffing, without a doubt, is probably one of the real biggest issues because there's a real increase in ask on yeah. what people are making. Not that they shouldn't be asking, right. but the rents are just as high, and you know it's already razor thin margins. That's so right. It's tough.
5: That's right. So we know, I mean, we are still positioned to, we're not necessarily in crisis mode mm-hmm. uh, with our industry, but we are absolutely in resource mode. People are still in high need and we are there um, and we are listening, but it will be, um, it will be challenging and I'm mm-hmm. not going to. All right. On pretend. that note, we're
1: going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll obviously talk about the Rammies. On restaurant Week. Note, yeah. Yes. This is David and Nikki Nellis, <laughs> Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. <laughs>
0: We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We've all taken Xanax after Kathy's last (laughs) comments, and we're feeling real good. I feel real good. Don't you, Kath? I feel good. Anyway, so let's talk about an upper as opposed to a bunch of downers and the Rammies, where, again, you will be presiding over the, basically, let's call them the Oscars or the Grammys. Of the restaurant industry, hospitality. But here's industry. what's really
1: interesting. You did the Rammies the last few years, even with everything going on. You made it, it extreme changes in order to accommodate what was happening in the DC market. How are you executing it this year? Yes.
5: Yeah, so we are, as we try not to say we want to go back to anything coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. We are going back to the 2019 model mm-hmm. on the Rammies because our industry deserves it. Mm-hmm. So we are full force celebration. We are uh, dance floors back, although last year I don't think it mattered because people were—I think they were dancing on the stage. People were just dancing. They were just dancing in the mid. Oh, Why, wait, wait a
0: minute? Do you serve alcohol at this event? No,
5: it is a totally dry event. It's a dry yeah, event. Sure. <laughs> but it is—you know—it is really a full celebration. Our our numbers are very, very high in terms of participants mm-hmm. um which is great we've got great sponsors we have great finalists and there is a great mood it's like going in
0: how many people it's like 1500 people right No,
1: like more? 23 yeah, 400 oh my God. So let's talk about for people who haven't been yes. what does this look like this year how are we giving out the awards what's the party like afterwards i know you have a special guest star coming in not me but somebody else and um Let's talk about how it's
0: going where to rock. Ego sure, ego no bounds. Yes. Uh, yes.
1: So we are, this is an event
5: where earlier um, in April, we announced our Rammy's finalists mm-hmm. in 22 categories. You know, categories like Chef of the Year, Restaurateur of the Year, Rising Culinary Star, Pastry Chef. Um, and mind you, we did not do a lot of those cal- categories last year mm-hmm. out of respect for where people were in our industry. Um, So we are back with the 22 award categories, and this is the night where these winners are announced. But while that is really important, it's really a celebration, and we always try to push, regardless of whether you're a finalist, this is a night to come out and celebrate with your colleagues, most of whom you probably grew up with Mm -hmm. in this industry. It's our 40th anniversary. Wow.
1: So we'll give the awards first.
5: Yes. Right?
1: So it'll be like stadium, stadium, Like. Theater seating. Yes. The awards will happen. There'll be like an hour and change. People just need to like hold tight during That's it. That's right. And then the party is upstairs. And I'd love to talk a little bit about the lounges and the stations because- they get, there's so much going on. People it's tend o- to cluster in the yeah. middle. It's overwhelming. So yes. can you talk about how it's going to be laid out? Absolutely. I think one um, great thing
5: about going back to 2019 is that it's very clear what the food options, beverage options are. There's a map of what's happening in the room, how you make sure you hit the poke bar, the you know specialty, Sushi, all right. of that, which is really important because you want to go in with a plan. But from a timeline standpoint, 5 to 6, you have a wonderful reception. Mm-hmm. Congressional Seafood is sponsoring that with fantastic oyster bars. We go into a program, the awards program, 6 to 7, mm-hmm. and then 7 to 11 is the party. Um, and yes, people who don't want to be in the awards program, there will be bars, screens, hi boys, everything you need to right. not be a part of the program, but watch it and talk to your friends if you don't wanna be in the program. Mm-hmm. We thought that was really important. But the lounges are a big element this year. We have 17 lounges as opposed to seven. Wow. Wow! Um, and they're open to everybody. Open to everyone except maybe um, one, which is that building of DC. Sure. And um, it is really an immersive experience. You come in, you go to the champagne bar, you grab some sushi. You mm-hmm. mix and mix and mingle with the sponsor of that lounge. It could be Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be Open Table. Various folks. I'm a Philly girl, so it. Do, I mean, it doesn't mean. We're delighted they're going to be there. Okay, I mean, we'll all agree with you to be nice to you,
1: but when we leave,
5: we'll all say something else. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So it is going to be a true
5: celebration. The, The other very important note this year being the 40th year, we felt it was really important as all of these wonderful concepts are opening and new restaurateurs are here in the city to really pay homage to those who have Uh, paved the way, Mm. but also to encourage that all who are new to this industry in an ownership role, that they are gleaning from and learning from and asking of those who have done a lot of what they have to do now, but also vice versa. Sure, Those who have been around, maybe open their eyes to see what is really more relevant, Mm -hmm. maybe more tone-appropriate in terms of everything, from concept to – so we're really um, excited to bring everyone together in that way. Mm. Well, there
0: are two other things that should be mentioned. First of all, my brand-new tuxedo, which (laughs) I will be modeling at the event. Forget, everybody's always worried about what Nikki's wearing.
5: What color is it, David? It's black.
0: I look like James Bond. James (laughs) Bond. Love it. But beyond that, people who who love going out to eat and drink – can also come. Yes. And so usually at the end we say, oh, give the website. Give the website now. So if you're listening and you want to this event is a hoot. I'm telling you. It's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. That's an old word from forty years ago, by the way. A <laughs> uh, hoot nanny. Uh, give the website, please.
5: Yes, it is uh the r-a-m-m-y-s r-a-m-m-y-s
0: R-A-M-M-Y-S.
5: R-A-M-M-Y-S.org. And everything, all details are on there. Finalists are on there. How to buy tickets if your industry how to buy discounted tickets, knowing mm-hmm. that that's really important um,
1: for those who are but working But, I mean, all your
0: favorite chefs yeah. and owners and bartenders, et cetera, et cetera, are going to be there. And-, and
1: before we wrap up, Kath, um you guys just announced the launch of Restaurant Week. Yeah. Summer Restaurant Week. Can you just give us the 411? because. You Restaurant Week has been around for a really long time, but again, with everything that's been going on, there's been a lot of ebb and flow. What does it look like this year?
5: Yes. So we are August 15th through 21st, mm-hmm. and we are one week. So during the pandemic, we were a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We are one week. We have— um, I mean, I will add that there yes. are
1: lots of restaurants and bars that extend what they're doing. So you always need to do your research like, that's right you know some august is such a dead month for so many in the industry yep. that everybody looks for ways to you know shush it up that's right and i will say that um
5: we have over 200 restaurants that are participating all across the region you could get more information on rwdmv.org. Mm-hmm. Everyone is listed. Menus are listed. Details and special upgrades and promotions are listed. Mm. So there's a lot of great info there. And we have included some elements of COVID Restaurant Week with um, to go and pick up. What so. about
0: masking? Will people be required or not required? It's optional. What's the deal?
5: For Restaurant Week or Rammies? No, Rammies.
0: I'm sorry, back so, to that.
5: No, for Rammies, um, it is people should do what they feel comfortable okay. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are requiring that everybody show a negative COVID test 24 hours. They take the test and they show it. I, yeah, Nick, Ring don't it? forget. Oh,
1: okay. I was
5: like, <laughs> I do? Okay, good. <laughs> yes. We'll be pushing that out very strong Nicky's going to show negative.
0: Are you Nikki, kidding? Nicky had COVID three weeks ago. I she, four be weeks negative. ago. She's negative, right. negative. Anyway. Uber have, negative. Give the,
1: um, give the website one more time. So for the Rammies, it is
5: therammies.org, R A M M Y S. For more information and details there for next Sunday, July 24th and Restaurant Week is rwdmv.org for the listing of the promotion, um, August 15th through 21st. All
1: right. Thanks so much,
0: Kathy. The effervescent, Kathy yes, Holland. Thank
1: you. All right. Let's get back to uh Angie. And, uh, and, um, Erica, Erica, sorry, Erica, who just poured (laughs) me another beautiful glass. So you guys have not told us where you are, where this place is located. I
0: told you it's right. It's on Pennsylvania. I know, but you didn't tell,
1: you didn't tell it correctly. Tell us where it is.
3: Specifically, our address is Two five zero zero Pennsylvania but Avenue, but isn't there northwest. a new
1: market in that area? Like, are you attached to that?
3: No, we're Western a little market, bit. Market?
1: Are you close to that?
3: We're about
1: like maybe six blocks away.
0: Six okay, blocks so west. maybe you just want to listen to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, so, what was it about this area that was so appealing for your concept? There was nothing there.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I well, think- the, a lot of things have op- not opened there. But some things have opened there, and because I represented one, this is years ago. And it it did not do well because there was nothing there. But you're a draw. You're the kind of thing where people will go out and and hang for hours.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, We had a... We were fortunate because we, Angie had scoped out the space and she had already known that there was a previous concept there. So we knew that there was a dem, like sort of a demand. Mm-hmm. I mean, also you have wine bars pretty much at every corner of the city. You have them like in the northern part, like kind of going on the border of northeast. You have one in Capitol Hill. Yep. You know, there is some in Georgetown, but you didn't have anything that was right in Foggy Bottom, you know.
1: There's one in
0: Georgetown. One in Georgetown. And it's Upper Georgetown. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, coming so on with you. Yeah. I actually, a, I worked there. Let
0: me ask you a question. <laughs> Did you? It's a great place. Yeah. So and that there. brings me around because we actually had a good meal there. What are you doing? Because you can't just drink wine without some food or some you'll snackies. Get, you'll I get, tried. It, you'll it get, get it a headache, out. and <laughs> I, you know I tried it a lot in college. It didn't work. You're yeah. watching
1: so, me do it right now. Go so ahead. We'll so,
0: go. but I'm driving.
4: Mm-hmm. So
0: wh- I mean, tell us about the food side.
1: Yeah, the food side.
4: Very small menus of cheese, charcuterie. Ceviche. Ceviche. We had
3: a we inherited a pizza oven, so we do a little flatbread situation, That's personal perfect. size. Um
4: But Erica and I have been playing around with yes. a couple different things. So. We so
3: Angie's a Salvadorian, I'm Venezuelan, so we both like kind of grew up with a lot of Latin food and our staff is predominantly Latin. So we, you know, always- So no,
0: no borscht and sour cream, I guess. (laughs) No,
3: No, not today. Um, So we always want to like, if we want to say for one instance, we want to put a papusa on the menu, like we have the means to do that. So we want to honor them and keep going with our culture. And also like, you don't see a lot of Latin American women doing what we need to do to, you know, own management position, so we can play around with that.
1: Okay, great. Tell us what you're pouring next. Which up. is delicious. By uh, way. This is Gratis Chuta, uh,
3: Sauvignon Blanc from Colio in Italy, so right on the border of Italy, uh, northwestern Italy, and Slovenia. Um, it's one of my favorite wines. I mean, it's just. Un it's, bon like, it's like summer in a it's glass. Delicious. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. This is about to make it onto the wine list starting today.
1: When we come back to you all, we want to talk about the wine list. Fantastic. <laughs> this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: All right, everybody, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I, there's only one way to describe this woman, and that's Renaissance Woman. Becky Harris is the founder and head distiller. she at rolls her eyes. No no, like, no, 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 no. What Ketuchton, does that even mean? <laughs> Catoctin Creek Distilling. We met her and her husband, Scott, like 12 years ago when mm-hmm. they founded this this distillery that was the first one in Loudoun County since Prohibition, and there was there was a mom and pop.
6: I'm much older now. Meanwhile, <laughs> Me she's too. in her
0: teens. Uh, they become Virginia's most awarded whiskey um, uh, that they produce. Uh, and she's still the head distiller there, but she's also ascended to New Heights as national president of the American Craft Spirits Association, which is a whole other thing that we're going to talk about. But they've just come out with a a, a whiskey collaboration with the heavy metal band Guar. Of course, I mean, I know all their songs. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking about that. So first of all, Becky, hi. 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 It's
6: hi. so
0: good to
1: have you in studio. Yes. Normally, you come with your husband. That's right. Who we love. Yes. But he does most of the talking. Yes. So it's
6: so good to have you I'm here.
1: Glad you left
0: him <laughs> home.
6: I <laughs> know. I love he's him. He's working. We have a bottling workshop this morning. Oh, my God. And so he's actually doing that Well, so I'm let's here. talk about the structure of the distillery just quickly, just to
1: give everybody sort of an update on where you guys are.
6: Yeah. So we're um we have been rolling along. So we started in two thousand nine. We are, you know, um back when we were the only whiskey in right. the area. I mean, there were two hundred craft distilleries in the US in two thousand and nine. And by twenty nineteen there were twenty two hundred distilleries. Amazing. So the landscape of the industry has just changed and mm-hmm. You know, we're we're trying to keep up. That's really been the story of the last five, six years: is navigating the changes and kind of figuring out, you know, what does the next next ten look like. But what is it
1: that you got? So, like, let's talk about your products, your yeah. skus. Specific- Specifically, what you're offering and how that's evolving right now.
6: So we have our flagship whiskey, which is our Round Stone Rye, 80 proof. You can find it almost anywhere in 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 the district. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I Scott told me to shout out that we were named Best in the City by DC Magazine. Woo-hoo! Um, and uh, that was really that was You really always do everything exciting. Scott tells you to and do. So, you know, he's the marketing guy. <laughs> he is the
1: marketing guy.
6: And so um, we have that. We have our 92 proof distillers edition, which has these more of these like, fruity, spicy notes that I just love. Kind of like a cola in the mid palate. We have our cask proof, which is at 116. It's got there for putting hair on your chest, but really smooth. The intensity is really balanced with flavor, which mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, and then, might... of course, this Guar release, which is kind of this crazy side project we did last year. Uh, we got to right, talk so, about co- that. So, how did you guys
1: get into this project? Because it is. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, no, it's
0: not weird. It's, it's different. different. Come on, it's different. It's different. She even acknowledges. Did you know who the who the band Gwar was? I before? did.
6: Scott did not. Okay. He he was like, who is this? And I'm like, they're, they're pretty heavy metal, metal babe. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's like the Dion Warwick guy. You know. Um, and this, oh, this is Gwar. Not that there's anything wrong with Dion <laughs> Warwick. I love Dion Warwick. She's a big into yes. astrology. I'm all for that.
1: Yes.
0: Do you okay. actually know the way to San Jose? Okay. <laughs>
6: Shall we hum it together? <laughs> I don't know if we'll hum Guar, but okay. No. yeah, they, they actually reached out through mutual acquaintances, right? So they knew people mm-hmm. we knew, and they kind of reached out. They were inspired by, you know, there's there's a bunch of kind of music acts getting into, you know, making whiskey. And so they were kind of interested, but they really were interested in kind of approaching it. You know, their whole ethos coming out of the punk movement is kind of this, let's just, you know, they were like, when they started, they were just kind of like, let's form a band. And they made their costumes and they kind of did this thing in this kind of almost punk meets metal way. Right. And so they wanted it to kind of reflect. They're all from Richmond. And so they wanted it to reflect kind of Virginia. And they, they liked it that we were kind of like bootstrapping our own thing, right? We kind of got into this without necessarily knowing everything about it, but we've made our way. And so we kind of really connected with them on the level of almost like entrepreneurial because, I mean, you think about it, it's a music business, right? right. right. <laughs> and they're, they're business people. And so it was a lot of fun to meet them, and it was a way... From my perspective, I saw it as an opportunity to use some tools in making and changing flavors of whiskey that I hadn't used up till now. And so I had some things, samples that I was going to, that I had been holding and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. Because one of the things you can do with whiskey is you can add additional flavor through the use of different wood staves that go into the whiskey and it adds other notes. Okay. And I had a bunch of them. and is I just building
0: new barrels, or is it you just insert You it?
6: inserted it into the barrel. And so I had some of those, and I had been playing with them, but I hadn't done anything with them because, of course, the pandemic hit, everything, you know, we're scrambling. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, hand yeah. sanitizer, God. Um, and it's really tasty. <laughs> not the sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, But so I made some blends based on those and presented them to the band, said, you know, why don't you guys tell me what you think? And so they kind of came back with, they really liked one that had these um, maple and cherry staves. Mm. Well,
0: but let me, because, you know, we talked before the show, this whiskey exists on two levels. Number one, there's the whiskey, which I just tasted. Yes. It's very and, good. And it's fun. Can I just say, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the bottle and the you you're have to the go to, you're gonna have to go to the list to see the label art and the, and the bottle I mean that in yeah. and yeah. of itself you have to be Virginia insane. Rye. yeah by yeah.
6: Virginia Rye. Com, you, you can see it there but yeah. you,
0: you'd have to be insane not to see this on the shelf or, yes. on, or online and not go oh I want well, that so, Becky know? let's
6: also talk because
1: we only have a couple minutes left. So you're going to New Orleans yes next week Tales. Yes, So right before but, tails, but in your position, yeah. What does that mean for you? Like, does that mean like you can't go party with everybody because you I have to be the be adult in the room? Extremely
6: busy. Um, you know, I was just really kind of it's it's I'm at the point right now where it's like we're a trade association, much like R-A-M-W, mm-hmm. right? We are working for small independent distillers, mm. and so what we our mission is to both educate distillers on how to make their businesses work better, how to innovate, how to connect with their buyers and also to advocate in the same way. So, you know, when when COVID hit, we both educated folks how to do hand sanitizer and then we actually worked with FDA, with HHS, with TTB, all the governmental agencies to make sure that folks were doing it legally and weren't going to get in trouble. Mm. And so that's been, since COVID, basically, I've been in that position, and it's been a real adventure. But, you know, it's really great to give back, in a way, to the industry that I've been part of for the past 13, 14 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, it's really gratifying.
1: Well, and let's also, we have about a minute left. You have... Uh, a ton of events going on at the distillery. Yes. It's like a three-ring circus. <laughs> You've got classes. You have so much happening. So can we give a quick shout-out yeah. to that? Because I want people to know about
6: it. Absolutely. Bottling workshops, they happen every month. You can check us out at Katoctin Creek. all one word, C A T O C T I N C R E E K dot. I always forget the other C. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> Art of the Cocktail, the summer series. Scott has been doing Zoom cocktail classes since starting in the pandemic, and we're going to do a summer series that's coming. Up, So check out the website for details on mm-hmm. Friday nights. And the last one is we in September, we've just booked another dinner at the distillery with Chef Tarver King, late Oof. of Patamac Farm. Mm-hmm. And he uh, we had a sold out dinner. Uh, one in the spring, and he's coming back for an encore. It was so much fun.
0: What's the date of that one?
6: That one is in September. I don't recall the date. We I'm don't sorry. Have the date yet. Okay, yeah.
1: All of that is on the list. Are you on it, Yes. Com, absolutely. A okay. Great, Becky. It is Thank such you a so treat much. to see you.
6: Thank well, you. Well, so I, I gotta
0: want to say one wine and country back in November 2020 oh. <laughs> referred to Becky, and I quote: Becky Harris, arguably the greatest female whiskey maker in America.
6: <laughs> End <of> quote. <laughs> It's I laugh. I'll, I'll argue, but I, I'd say I'm on team greatest, but... <laughs>
7: no,
1: no, take Listen, it. Listen, take it. Take you it deserve it. Both you and Scott do amazing work, but it's it's so... You know, there's not a lot of women in the industry. Wait,
0: Scott's on the phone and there's a Dion Warwick song playing on <laughs> Sirius right now.
1: Anyway. All right. Let's go back to our Bottles Wine Garden.
0: So, Erica, Erica, tell
1: us a little bit. We have about... Two minutes, and then we'll finish you guys off at the end. But tell us a little bit about the wine list that you guys put together.
3: So the wine list is uh, essentially designed to challenge every single consumer that we have. It doesn't matter if it's your first glass of wine or your 20,600 one. It's meant to, you know, do you actually like Sauvignon Blanc because you know the grape? Or do you like Sauvignon Blanc because it is juicy, lemony, like citrusy? It's meant to challenge your senses. So we don't have traditional a lot of the options that we have are not traditionally found, you know, in major restaurant wine lists. So we poured a, we're currently pouring a sparkling Sauvignon Blanc because why not, you know? Right. And the whole idea is that the list is designed to make people feel more comfortable with wine and picking wines. And, you know, there's descriptions and blurbs that Angie always tells me I have to make less, like, shorter. Technical? But I re- yeah. No, they're not technical. No, they're
4: not technical. They're you, act, you read it you know what you're gonna drink
1: but I think what's also important and I always say this to people when they're cooking like people ask me like for a recipe I'm like there should be no fear if you make something and you don't like it okay if you order a glass of wine and it's not to your liking now you've learned yeah. it, it's not a make or break situation but Do you I know think what I mean there's a lot the first of fear. Thought is
0: I'm gonna pay for that and I, I didn't like it so. So I one mean, thing
3: that we make sure is very clear that if you don't like something,
0: you can always give it back to us, I was and we will you were find it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> we can always find so you now something. At David these, is going to taste your whole these, menu. These
0: ones that no, that isn't true. I'm not cheap. That you poured from me, I would never really send cheap. back. So yes. there.
1: Don't All right. Say what that. are you pouring next?
3: Uh, we will be going into something that's not on the wine list, but it will be Post and Vine Rosé of Carignan from a winemaker that is very near and dear and special to me. Okay. So
1: I'm really excited for that, and I think Excellent. you guys will like
3: it
0: Great.
1: too. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into some
0: noodles. Udon uh, uh, Noodle Restaurant is already the dominant Asian noodle chain in Spain. They said, well, let's go conquer the U.S. They have uh, an operation <laughs> now in Miami. And we're joined by Danielle Valentin, the general manager of Udon Miami, and his executive chef, Albert Diaz-Valls. So why don't we talk a little bit about the Thank two you. of you? How did you get involved with Udon? Did you come from the operation that's over in Europe, or do they find you in, in Miami?
8: Early this year, I was recruited in January, and I joined the company, and they flew me out to Barcelona in February, and I was in Barcelona the most of the month of February um, to get to know the company, to do some training, mm-hmm. and just to see the day-to-day operations of an UDAN in, in Spain.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, But can we talk about the beginnings of the concept? Can it, either of you talk about Udon and why it launched in Spain? And why and, it's and, so successful. And why it's so successful in Spain? What was it about the concept and the way it launched?
8: Okay, Udon started in 2004. It has two founders, Jordi Pascual and Jordi Vidal. Mm-hmm. Jordi Pascual would visit Japan often because his dad imported Hondas to Spain mm. <laughs> and also Japanese products. Well. And so he got the idea from his dad. His many visits to Japan and to the noodle bars and into that scene. And at the time, there were no noodle bars in Spain. Mm. And he took the concept to Barcelona. He opened the very first one in 2004 in the Bourne District. It's a small neighborhood in the, uh, the Gothic section of Barcelona. So it's very historic. Um, and so he opened, they opened their first store there, and now we have seven, over 70 stores in the, the country of Spain. Wow, wait,
1: we have expanded. to take a break. All right, gentlemen, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'd like to talk about what is actually served in these stores so people know exactly what it is that the menu uh, offers. This is David and Nikki Nellis. It's sure. Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: We are back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to the team behind Udon Miami, Danielle Valentin, who is the general manager and his executive chef, Albert Diaz-Valds. Um, guys, you know, uh, you, you know, you you, you. know, first of all, it took a lot of courage to, to make the leap from Spain to come over and try and conquer no, no, the no. U.S. Can we talk but about
1: the concept wait, first? I'm getting there. Okay.
0: So you must have thought you had a very unique concept. What is the concept and what do you serve in the restaurant? What's on mm-hmm. the
7: menu? We serve, it's called it izakayas. It, mm. It's a kind of uh, I will say, like uh, sh-
1: like Japanese snacks, a sharing place. like,
7: like a, izakaya uh, is like, uh, a, like a snack shop,
1: right? Izakaya is like yeah. a snack shop, uh,
7: like you can find uh, uh veggie tempuras, uh, yosa, takoyaki, uh, negimas. Like at, Like, I think that like we are doing. Uh, unique uh, rolls it's it's not made by rice mm-hmm. it's it's made it by noodles mm. That's
8: great.
7: and like instead of like using rice we do um it's it's uh salmon. it's that like, kind of noodle like i would say really thin and after like inside we use as uh, like uh, i would say salmon uh, avocado mango cheese cream parmesan like we do a soups mm-hmm. and also we do uh i will say uh saute noodles mm, like our most iconic plate is uh, it's called Coral chicken, yaki udon, or yakisoba. Mm -hmm. Coral, it's mean, uh, in Spain, it's like a free ranch uh, um, chicken.
0: That sounds great. And chef, how do you prepare it?
7: Uh, Basically, it's it's chicken breast. Mm -hmm. We, like, added uh, some salt and some pepper. We, uh, like, like, added some flour. Uh, soak it in egg yolk and after them like we pan it with uh, cornflakes, mm. like oh. the cereals. That's
0: fried chicken. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Cornflake chicken.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, so let me just ask both of you um, very quickly. So you decided to open up in Miami. Um, and how is it being executed in Miami? Is it a fast casual concept? Is this a sit down restaurant? How do people go and enjoy what Udon is doing?
8: we have a sit-down restaurant, so mm-hmm. we will be uh, – it, it's a casual restaurant, um, sit-down service, waiters, and we will be serving um, alcohol as well to, to our guests.
1: Okay, and so um, are you guys looking at an expansion in the in the uh, states other than just Miami?
8: Yes, we've already started expanding. We actually opened uh, Dominican Republic in March. That's um, Puerto Rico is the construction, Great. and we're looking at the locations here in South Florida. Excellent. And then Mexico will also be expanded as well.
1: All right. Well, we'll keep our eyes open that for you great. all. Can you tell us where we can find you online or on Instagram, please?
8: Sure. You can find us at udon.com. You can find us on udan and udon uh, Asian food on Instagram.
1: Excellent. Thank you both for your time this morning. That was great. All right, Angie and Erica, come back to the mic. We're rounding out the show. So this rosé is insane, so delicious. Um, let's talk about how you're going about sourcing the winemakers because Erica and Angie, I know you both have a lot of contacts. you guys you get on know- a plane? Oh, no. Not yet. <laughs> Not <laughs> Not yet. yet. And Soon. you know Soon. a lot of people, but you, you've said that the, the – you know, you're looking to bring in winemakers that are different, that, you know, that that tell a story. So how do you go about sourcing everybody?
3: Uh, the best way to kind of go about it is I tell, I, I do a lot of research into regions traditionally that are famous, you know, Burgundy, you know, the da, da, Bordeaux, all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. then I find people who are making names for themselves. And then usually if they've Mentored anybody? Usually, that's when I find out if they've mentored any women or anything of the sort. That's when I kind of start paying. Well, you have a focus
0: on women winemakers. We do.
3: We don't have a. We have a good amount of women winemakers. There's not enough in the industry right now to be able to say we have a whole women wine list. But we do. Every time we have one, we like to highlight it and make it known. Um, essentially, I tell my distributors this is what I want, and I have a very high standard, and they all know that I don't want anything that is like I'll tell someone hey, if it's really No bad. mouthwash. No mouthwash. No also no really big production stuff. I want to give, you know, like what you're doing with small independent distillers, I want to do that with small independent producers.
0: Do mm-hmm. you are there a lot of minority women, women of color who, who are who are winemakers who are getting into it yet?
3: Uh there's probably less than 20 in the yeah. United States oh. alone. In Europe is But there are less. more
1: people. There are more people of color more people in the LGBTQ community, more people are, they're not just only getting involved, they're already in it, but they are now getting the platform. Mm -hmm. And I think hopefully with people like everybody here in studio, if we can keep giving our platforms to those voices, that their numbers will then increase. Exactly.
3: And that's what we want to do, is we want to highlight and market with those. We want to give them the platform so that people are exposed to them, because they make great wine. Uh, Talk
0: about this, because this wine (laughs) is yummy. So this this is
3: is a uh, Post and Vine is the producer. Um, It is the Rosé of Carignan, which is a grape that is underappreciated. It's coming from Contra Costa County in uh, California, so thanks Berkeley, San Francisco area. Mm -hmm. This is made by Rebecca Weinberg, and I don't know the last name of her partner, but her name is erica which is how i remember this but, but, but uh, her
0: name is weinberg i mean she was born to do this yes, <laughs> yes she
3: was and she's God. extraordinarily talented um i met her in 2017 uh and we've just i kind of bugged her and i was like i really you know i really like the work that you do mm-hmm. she's a head winemaker for uh quintessa, quintessa, quintessa and illumination
1: Um which is also behind flowers which is the
0: first no, yeah, we flowers, had, the other, we night. had that the other night exactly
3: so they're us. they're part of the Huneus portfolio but rebecca Humored me and basically I learn every time I talk to her and she's a great inspiration because she does everything biodynamic. She loves to do stuff that is elegant, that tastes really well. And so this is her personal project. Uh, Mm Quintessa is very hard to get. It's also very expensive. Um, But Post and Vine uh, on Instagram, it's Post and Vine at Post and Vine. It's incredible. She does a lot of work with these different styles of not really Cabernet Sauvignon, it's Carignan, a lot of Zinfandel and stuff like that. this rosé is great, and I really like that you're like, I don't like California rosé, but well, now this California is
1: Well, California rosé, I mean, flowers is delicious, mm-hmm. as is this. California rosé can be a darker color. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be very – listen. It can be very California, you exactly. know, like they do. They like to make bigger wines – And I don't have a problem with it. But when it comes to my rosé, I like a Provençal style. I like a lighter palette. Mm -hmm. Talk about drinking things like water. That's what I like. Exactly. Um, So that's what works for me. Now, I know you have one more wine to pour. Mm -hmm. So I'd love for you to tell us about it. And then I need all your deets. We need the Instagram. We need where you are. We need all of it.
3: Okay. so I will let Angie do all the deets while I grab the bottle. The one that we're pouring is a little surprise one here. It's our hidden gem at the Bottles Wine Garden list. It is called Birchino, uh Old Vines Zinfandale. It was planted – the vines were planted in high elevation in the 20s by some bootleggers, and it's going to blow your mind in the way that you perceive Zinfandale, like California Zinfandel ex- especially it's right, because it's not big. Right, because
1: California Zinfandel, again, can be really big. Sometimes you feel like it's making your teeth great-colored. Exactly. You know so what I'm going
3: to grab like the bottle. Like... Angie will tell you the details. Okay,
1: Angie. Yes. Where so can we find you guys on Instagram, please? Where can we find you online and where can we find you brick and mortar?
4: Yes. So, 2500 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest, mm-hmm. Boggy Bottom. Um, our Instagram is Bottles Wine Garden at Bottles Wine Garden. Mm-hmm. Website is bottleswinegarden.com.
1: Excellent. Clever. Um,
4: <laughs> the only thing that does change a little bit is uh, our Twitter, which is BottlesWG. Gotcha.
1: Um, That's and good. then,
0: cheers
2: everybody.
1: Yeah,
0: this is good stuff. <laughs> Toasting
1: To everybody's, uh, to your opening, to the upcoming Rammies, to Becky's success. And to
0: no more COVID variants. Yes, yes please. please. Yes. Everybody cheers. healthy
1: and happy. We thank you all for joining us today. A uh, quick wrap up of the show. Uh, so we want to, it's my wrap up.
0: Wait, uh, or you I'll, have something I'll to finish say? when you're done. No, no, no.
1: Just do it quickly. All right.
0: Well, I just want to say, I heard on the news today that everybody's getting tired of hearing about the war. In Ukraine. in Ukraine, and they're sort of losing interest in all that, and that pissed me off, frankly. So, it's a war. People are dying. People are getting hurt. The Russians are uh, animals. And uh, open up your wallets. Send a buck. Send five bucks. Send five hundred bucks to um, any of the relief organizations. If you can host okay. a family, host host a refugee, do it because this is bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And don't get tired of it. That's that's um, BS. Thank you.
1: Okay. And so now for my quick rant, I just want to say that um, a 10 year old girl who is pregnant is the atrocity. End of story. So all the other things are just shiny objects. So please pay attention to what's going on out there because it's it's getting a little crazy. So on that note, we do want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio. We are celebrating so much because there is so much to celebrate. But don't take your eye off the ball. There's other things going on out there. Remember, there are staffing shortages. There are supply shortages. When you dine out in this market or anywhere, take your kindness pills. Everybody wants you to have a good time because they want you to come back. Nobody's looking to start an argument. So everybody just take a deep breath. Have a delicious week. And tip well.